Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Kristen Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy. And I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Welcome to episode 26. This is a focus on personal accountability. I'm super excited about this episode. I'm going to be talking to you about what it is that I do, the method that I go through to make sure I'm staying focused with everything I've got going on with my practice, with my blog, with my vlog, with my podcast, um, with my workshops, everything, everything that goes on inside of you know my entire life. Um, and um, this is also something that I've um, not just like used today, but something I've used with my teams. It's something that I've taught when I was um, a consultant uh, inside of an organization providing leadership consulting uh, to other leaders. It wasn't an official part of what we did, but I knew that some folks needed it. Um, and it's just made a massive difference. So I'm excited to share it for a few reasons. One is because it's made um, a huge difference in my life. And so I'm staying with this strand right now of personal effectiveness and um, really thinking about and making sure that you're hearing my thinking about um, the difference that it can make to be able to not just achieve what you want, but stay focused on your purpose. I, I feel like there are three aspects that I feel like I keep coming from for myself as I'm growing, and this is this constant growth. And one is just leading um, with purpose. So am I really clear about my purpose? And the second is leading on purpose. So then do I have a way to live out um, what it is I'm trying to actually like, you know, achieve and where I'm coming from? And then the final is live with purpose. And I feel like sometimes we we have this dichotomy between, you know, work, life, balance. In fact, that 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 whole concept um, is something that emerged because of, you know, this drain that shows up for us when we're spending the majority of our days at work and trying to balance what we call life. And to me, like it, it should feel seamless. And it and it's not gonna always be that way, to be honest with you. Um, so that's okay. But those three things I feel like are constantly like um, in revolution for me um, in terms of just it's revolving. Like I'm at the center of allowing those three things to – like I want to make sure that those are revolving around me in a really conscious way because it's really easy for one of those things to go out of whack. So um, so I'm, I'm super excited about talking about personal accountability today and what it looks like, especially if you're a, a new manager and, um, and trying to grow this for your team or if you are a manager and you feel like you have this for this team, for your team, and there might be an opportunity to like just deepen it. So that's the journey we're going on today. I believe accountability is one of the most powerful tools at our disposal when we're trying to do extraordinary things. When you're leading a team of people, Everyone with different goals and responsibilities, it is key that you keep everyone on the same page, moving toward their personal, professional, and the goals of the business. So those three things, and that is hard to do. This is an area where I think most leaders really struggle. I know I did. It is hard to keep everyone focused on the things that matter most and accountable to delivering results without coming across like you're micromanaging or intruding on people's autonomy. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. We're going to learn how some of the most successful leaders help their people perform at their best every single day. And when I say some of the most successful leaders, you know, some of the ideas that I posit, the the um, concepts that 
we teach at Impact Consultancy, they don't come from thin air. They come from what's been already tried, what's evidence-based, um, what's already been out there that's proven and effective, which I think is really important. So one of the models that we teach is really focused on executing your strategy. It's called the four keys of strategy execution. That's really focused on organizations and teams being able to deliver on long-term goals deliver on their strategy in the midst of the day-to-day, -day, which makes it really hard. You have a tiny bit of capacity, but you gotta grow. How do you move that forward? It's an outstanding model. We're getting really great results from that, teaching other folks how to do that. But there's something different here when you're talking about individuals and teams, because they're not the same thing. Moving uh, a team or an organizational or a department goal is really different than allowing um, yourself or your team to create personal um, and business goals. They might be linked, they might be linked, but sometimes they're not. So one of the things that we're teaching, especially in our personal effectiveness um, work and workshop, are the four keys of personal effectiveness. And those four keys are focusing on the possibility, leveraging your habits, visualizing your accomplishments, and committing to accountability. So they're different. Focusing on the possibilities about really getting clear around what your purpose is as an individual, whether it's as an individual leader or individual on the team, leveraging your habits. This is really about what is it that you're going to do each day to move closer to your purpose? How are you going to live it? Have you established a goal that's going to help you understand whether or not you're moving closer to your purpose? Um, and then what are you doing each day? Visualizing your accomplishments. Um, it's not enough to just um, think about something. You have to, you know, not just write it down, you got to share it, you got to build accountability around it, which is commit to accountability. You have to make sure you have people around you who are moving you closer in that direction. All of those things up your likelihood of being able to not just achieve what you want, but really expand your ability to just continuously create um, you know, new goals, new futures, and achieve them, which I think is really important. And so today, just to get practical, one of the tools and concepts and practices we're going to talk about is called the LMS. LMS, and it's it's a, an acronym, um, and it stands for long, medium, and short. So long, medium, and short-term goals. And it's LMS. I, I call it LMS goal planning. Um, it's just generic. And, you know, I really got it um, from my mom growing up. Uh, and I think this is you know, it's bigger when you're in a field of sales. My mom uh, grew up, when I, when I grew up, she was doing real estate and in sales, you know, they're really um, focused on, you know, maybe long-term goals, mid-range goals, and of course, short-term goals, because that's all that they're focused on is trying to make sure that they're hitting those numbers. But for me, I saw that practice and they've got different practices in different industries. I think Keller Williams has what they call their 411, um, you know, but everyone's got their own thing around this. What I love about that in that industry is you can pull it out and apply it to your own personal life. You can apply it to many different industries, which I've tried. It just requires you think about it. So the LMS is really an accountability tool. It's a focusing tool. It is a coaching tool. And it is a way for both you and your people to map out your most important work for the coming year, month, and weeks. And it's a single-page document um, that's based on the long-term goals you set, which you can work through um, at a weekly pace with your direct reports to review the previous week and map out the week ahead. So with that, how do you prepare for the LMS? And you know what? If you don't like that acronym, come up with your own. I really don't care. Um, 
but this is what we're going to be introducing. So, you know, make it your own. Um, in order for the LMS to be effective, so long-term, medium-term, short-term, LMS, LMS goals, you and your team have to bring priority to your personal and professional lives. And I think while it might seem irrelevant to ask your staff about like the personal goals, I think it's actually quite important for two reasons. One, it shows interest in their lives outside of work and encouraging them to participate in other things that they value that can significantly increase their loyalty and engagement around the work that they do with you. Um, I mean, if you think about it, oftentimes when someone leaves a good job, I know for me, it's not just because of the job, it's because something happened either in my personal life and or I just didn't feel cared for. It's one of those two things. Um, so if you know an employee is feeling unfulfilled in an area of their life, you might be able in your role to be able to guide them and find a way to improve it, to grow before it has a negative impact on their work. Um, and you can show and help your people succeed in their personal lives, which not only shows that you care, but it's a powerful way for them to actually grow their effectiveness and productivity even at work. What we find is that if people are not effective in one area, one area of their life, it sometimes bleeds over into another. And so um, there's an impact there. So we're really making sure that we're caring about people, but also growing the opportunity um, for your team, yourself, and your group. So here are the questions that you ask your team before you start doing your, um, your weekly LMS. You have to build the LMS first, all right? And so you might sit down, there's a worksheet, um, and you're going to ask, what are your personal and business goals? So you're getting them introduced to this concept of, you know what, I want you to grow. I'm really curious. Do you have any goals um, on in your personal life as well as your business goals? And you never want them to have more than three. So keep it really small. Um, what do you need to accomplish this month so you feel like you're on track for the year? And then third, what do you need to accomplish each week? such that by doing it, you can hit this month's goal. So you're gonna see that the way that those three fit, thread together, it really begins to pull you towards this future. Now, you might be um, not just asking them their business goals, you, it, it might be open, or you might actually be talking together about, you know, based on um, if you already have an organizational goal or department goal, here's um, some of the targets we're trying to hit. Do you have any other goals in addition to that? Or is this, this is the goal that we're going to agree upon. Um, but you're wanting to make sure that that dialogue happens um, and that it feels meaningful to them. So I'm going to leave that process alone for now. Um, but again, it's making sure that they have some kind of goal. Um, and, and really thinking about it in long term. Now, it's called LMS because it could be your annual goal. I shoot for that. What is your goal for the year uh, in your personal life or your business life? Um, it could be a six-month goal. It could be a quarterly goal. If that's about as far out as you can shoot, that's fine. As long as it feels like it's more long term, um, you know, even three months out, then just like what's your goal for, you know, in general. Like it has to have a time frame. Goals without time frame have no accountability. So we want that. Um, so that's why that that question, that discovery is so important. So giving your folks a chance to be thinking about that is really helpful before you meet. But those are the things that you want them to begin to think about. That right there, I think, is work. You know, the second question, like what would you need to accomplish? So breaking that down into like monthly goals, I think is, is really huge. That takes a lot more work for people to think about. And then, of course, what do you need to accomplish each week? But once people have developed their answers, then you can begin to actually put pen to paper and fill out the LMS worksheet. And as usual, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go ahead and 
go to our website and download it. Um, but the LMS is just a one-page document, and it breaks out your goals into three sections. Your long-term, your mid-range, and your short-term. Uh, you'll probably see it on the sheet as annual, monthly, and weekly because that's how I think about it. Like for me, what is my what is my goal for the year? Um, and then I break it down like where should I be each month? And then I break it down like where do I where should I be each week? Now I think this is what's different, and this is what I loved about it growing up, which was um, what was so interesting to to understand as I started to like really take a look at how other people approached it. Some people have yearly goals, and that's about it. Some people have yearly and quarterly or maybe monthly goals, and good for them. And then their weekly are more like what is it that I need to do? And I think that's what's so fascinating about this is that it's not really what do you need to do each week. It's like what is your goal for the week that connects to your monthly goal. And that's going to even like more firmly drive what should you do, which I think is so different. You're teaching people how to come from accomplishment instead of um, instead of just doing things blindly. You, you're still putting people into action, but it's action within the context of purpose. So you begin with your personal and business goals for the year and you make sure you list them in order of priority as much as possible. It's and I think that's hard for folks, but you really want to make sure you prioritize like what's the most important. If push comes to shove, because it will, and something has to kind of slide um, either for the year or for maybe the month, like what does not slide? Like what is the most important? So this this really sets the tone for everything that follows and, and is the most important part of, I think, this worksheet. It becomes the North Star for everything else you do. Um, so expect to refer back to these frequently to stay on track for success. So it might be, and oh, by the way, and don't forget that as you're writing these goals, we're following, again, our four keys um, of motto here, a verb noun from X to Y by when. Like that's how we write a goal. So if my personal goal is to run a race, increase my mileage from one to three miles, you know, by, um, you know, three months from now, whatever that is, the date. I want to increase, you know, my, my connection with my with my grandkids. So increase um, time at the park with kids from maybe it's spotty to two times a month by, you know, three months from now or six months from now, whatever that looks like. If it's if it's business driven, increase sales. So verb noun from X to Y by when. Or um, if it's operations and you're part of like a group that you're trying to do some work around, decrease backlog from three to one month, you know, by, you know, six months from now, whatever that looks like. So whatever that sounds like, that's our formula for writing a really solid goal, you know, verb noun from X to Y by when. Um, but wanting to make sure that we have those in place. Once you've identified and defined your personal and business goals for the year ahead, you can move on to the goals for the current month. Uh, and, and again, I think like there are some fields who do this really well, like sales. Um, but most of us don't. And I think that's what's so powerful about this. A lot of us just say, well, you know, we don't have the, we don't really have any goals or everything changes every single day or our work is more operational. And I think here's where the differentiation shows up because for most of us, the mindset that's at play here is what I call doing the work is the work. Like I just show up and I do the work. Why? Because I got paid to come and do the work. It's this mindset of like, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do it well, but I'm going to do it. And the mindset that we're after for everybody, this is where impact consultancy comes from, is improving the work is the work. And if that's your mindset, then you have to know what the gap is that you're striving for. How is it that you're improving it? So it's going to take some work for some of you to figure out some of your goals and how they break down. But that's okay because that's how this works and play with it. So ask yourself the question, based on my annual goal, I'll just use annual, what's the one thing I can do this month such that by doing it, Everything else. So if I did it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary. Like what's going to drive me closer to it? We're trying to continuously prioritize 
how we're going to get closer to our goal. And your answers, uh, you're going to fill them out in the monthly goal section. You're going to see it on the worksheet. We refer to these. Some people call them the big rocks. Um, call them what you want. You know your your daily. You know or your monthly big. You know big three or whatever. But because they are what will always move you towards you achieving your annual goals. These are really effective. Remember um, that what you include on your monthly list is not your whole to-do list. It's it's not your all your goals. It's your must-attain goals. So just like your annual goals, these should be listed in the order of priority. So you've got your annual goals in order of priority and then your monthly goals in order of priority. Because again, when push comes to shove, because it will, Good old Murphy's going to show up and Murphy's Law is going to throw us. There's no such thing as work-life balance. There's only counterbalance. And so you're going to have to decide and make some decisions about you know, where you're going to have a little more focus. You want to have thought about what you believe is most important to you. So that's why this is like so critical. And this is, again, this is a teaching. This is for you. So maybe you're not teaching your teams this first. Maybe you're taking the first three months or the first six months for yourself as a leader and you are getting strong in this. But as you get stronger at this, you're teaching other folks to do this, right? Because this is what makes all of us stronger. This is where the magic happens, by the way. So in the four keys of strategy execution, we talk about the lead measures as really driving our, our outcomes or lag measures. This for on a personal level, like if you have clarity on your number one goal for the month and you can determine what you will need to do to, to, to achieve it, you're going to be empowered to begin start to begin to uh, start saying no to everything else that will distract you from your goals. And when you do so, you can focus on the few things that will truly have a real impact on your long-term goals. It is, it's amazing. Okay, so now that you've got your monthly goals sorted uh, for the month ahead, it's time to identify what you will do for the week ahead. So to stay on track to accomplish your goals for the month. And again, I think this is really cool because you've got your annual goal, your monthly goal, and not like what you're going to do this week, but your weekly goal. So start every week by looking back at what you accomplished the week before and looking ahead at what you're still going to need to do to reach your monthly goals. And by doing so, you're going to be able to start to pinpoint the handful of tasks that you think are going to move you closer to achieving your goals. This is going to be fluid. This one is the most fluid because... Sometimes we don't know what the most high leverage activity is. And when you hit it, you're done. And if you don't know what it is, you're going to begin to find, but it's going to, it's going to force you to begin thinking about it more clearly instead of just doing things. Like for myself, I know that I find that I think I'm going to start the week doing something and realize that there's something else that is going to help me accomplish it. Or I will have accomplished my goal and I realize like, I don't know that I need to put more effort there right now unless I want to push. Um, I'm going to focus on something else here, another one of my priorities because time is scarce. Um, so that I think that's really important. Depending on your workflow, when you put together your weekly goals may differ. Like some people might like ending a work week by taking some time on a Friday afternoon to look ahead to the following week. Others may actually prefer winding down um, their Sunday evenings by getting their head set for the week ahead. It's just everyone does it differently. I've tried it both ways. Um, you know, it just I think there's no rights or wrongs. I think what's important is to get your weekly portion of this LMS done before the new work week begins. I think that's most important. You know, the latest I've ever done it is Monday morning, but I wake up early to get it done uh, because then you can take advantage of the new week as much as possible. Uh, I hate getting going in a new week and feeling like I'm not quite sure because there's what it creates is um, anxiety for me about all there is to do and handle and what it is I really want to make sure I'm focused on. So everything I said is really about setting up the game. It's about getting your long-term, mid-term, and short-term goals figured out, getting them visualized, um, and then 
really playing the game now is running your LMS meetings, these weekly meetings. Um, sometimes I call them 3G meetings because three goals, um, you know, your long-term, mid-term, or short-term goal, um, or, you know, LMS meetings, they're, they're huddles. But this is what you're introducing to your group. And once everyone's clear on your goals, you're giving them some time to figure them out, you're helping them create them, then you can start to schedule these huddles. And you can bake them into your one-on-ones if you want. Um, I know for me, they're, they're, they're going to they're going to fit the context of your business rhythm. Um, but they're generally one-on-one meetings with your staff. Um, for me, they've never taken more than 15 minutes per person. So I've tried to do them with my one-on-ones. And um, I kind of build them into the fabric fabric of how I was meeting with my team. And I try to do them on Monday or at the start of the week as much as possible. Sometimes you can't make that work and that's okay. Um, but for me, it helped me understand like where everyone's starting the week with a clear understanding of what happen the week before and what the priorities are for the upcoming week. So that's like the ideal. And then there's reality. And these meetings are really about helping your staff to perform at their best uh, and to show them that you support them, um, that you want them to succeed, that you've got authentic interest in their lives. And so you really protect this time. And I think that's, that's a hard one. But as much as that's why like having all these systems in place are so important. So for me, personal effectiveness is a system. For me, the four disciplines um, of daily management is a system to, you know, make sure that we're constantly keeping crisis down so that I can have this time. The four keys of strategy execution is a system to make sure that my team is meeting, you know, its, its contribution to the organization. These are like these three systems are just foundational systems that managers should have. Um, so you don't, as much as possible, let other meetings or work take precedence over the schedule. Hard to do if you don't have systems in place. Um, but your people are really your most valuable asset. We know this, so we want to treat them that way. People get it. They get it when you're constantly um, canceling meetings. And maybe they have like, you know, they care about you. So they're like, you know, poor Chris, he's not able to be here. He's in high demand. But they also start to feel, you know, less cared for. So putting the LMS into play with your team is, it's going to seem a little bit of work at first um, because it's a lot of information to get out to everyone, letting them know what you're trying to do, um, where it's going to take place, how long it's going to take. And so what's most important is just remembering the value that it creates. So as you're sharing this with teams, it's just about creating value. And this is about like, um, you know, any pain points that are coming up. Um, wanting to make sure that you're beginning to alleviate those pain points. So if folks are feeling like they're not um, having the level of engagement, this is about trying to increase engagement. If folks are feeling like they're not quite sure what the priorities are, um, this is about trying to clarify priorities every week. If this is like folks are struggling to be able to get some of their key questions answered, this is the time to get those key questions answered. If this is about folks feeling like they're disconnected from management, this is about an opportunity to have connection to management. Um, this you're rarely going to hear someone say, I don't feel like anyone like cares about my personal goals. You're going to be creating the opportunity to create that, but that's not necessarily a salient need that a lot of people are going to put out as a pain point. Um, so I just want you to just remember that as you're introducing this and consider how much time and energy these short meetings are really going to save you by keeping everybody on the same page. So this is the value it creates for you. Um, doing their most important work and resolving any problems before they come a lost cause I think is huge. And when I run my meetings, I always come at them with six questions. Um, and, and again, we'll post this. Um, so question number one, what were the goals for last week? So just taking a look at that. Number two, how'd you do? So cross off any activities that moved you forward. What'd you learn? Um, three, how'd you feel about that? Right? Um, so what were your goals? How did you do? And then three, how'd you feel about that? And again, I think that's just important because you're trying to create a human um, aspect 
um, to have like maybe they felt like it was too much or they did the wrong thing or maybe they just felt like um, they weren't given the time that they needed to be able to achieve that goal. Like you just want to hear that because your job um, is to be able to provide the right environment for them to thrive, but also you're creating the opportunity to show that you care. Four, based on how you did, what's your new goal and what do you need to do now? Now, these questions are really important because you can start to hear like coaching one-on-one. These are basic coaching questions, right? So what was the gap? What did you do to move closer to the gap? You know, what'd you learn? How'd it feel? Now, what is your next step? Like that's what this is trying to create. I use these questions. We just had them. I just had them printed out. I didn't even try to memorize them. They were, they were there. They were part of like the um, ongoing outlook invite. Like they were just there and we just, I just read them sometimes because what we were creating for each other was a habit. I wasn't trying to shoot from the hit. I was trying to create a reliable um, experience that sometimes at some point we just remembered um, so that it just kind of triggered again and moved us from habit to discipline. Five, question number five, is there anything that might keep you from meeting these new goals? This is your opportunity as a manager to either help them think or to remove obstacles. And then last but not least, question number six, if necessary, let's identify any training solutions that will support those jobs or goals, um, those job goals. I'm sorry. So for me, see, I had to even read it. I haven't asked these questions in a while um, because my team right now is a, a person of, you know, like three people. So it's really small, but identify training solutions that will support your job goals. So again, that's part of your, and it might not be just training solutions, but um, again, trying to make sure that you're really being present to what it is that's going to move them forward. Question number five is really about identifying and thinking and developing their thinking and identifying obstacles to remove. Question number six is getting really specific around um, providing resource. Um, And so, you know, this meeting, I think it's really important because it allows you to keep a pulse on how your team is doing and helps them maintain clarity and focus, which I think is really important because sometimes what we're doing is it feels like our one-on-ones um, are, it's like whack-a-mole and, and that's okay to some extent because new issues are going to pop up because new, um, issues present themselves, but we're also just chasing tails. And what we're wanting to do is create some kind of future that's pulling us forward in the midst of all of the variability that shows up. These meetings, they make you accessible. They help you build trust and rapport. They're going to give you the opportunity to actually give constructive feedback because it's not like, what would you do? Like, what should you do? This, these six six questions allow you to begin to coach for development instead of like feedback around performance. This is development because they're based on goals that you've mutually agreed upon or something that they're striving for. So it's giving you a a new place to begin to create um, some coaching around. Um, But it really goes both ways. Um, They also give your team insight about like what you need, but how they can do their work better and, um, you know, give them an opportunity to provide feedback to you around what they actually need and what you're actually able to perform in terms of your support. Like if you're not able to give support, then it shows you a lot about your constraints um, and the kind of coaching conversations you need to have, you know, with with your um, with your managers, your directors and whatnot. Uh, but for me, I think what, what I love about this is, um, and the difference it made for me, not just personally, but with my teams in the past, is it allowed me to build accountability into the fabric of our day-to-day and empower my team to, ex- to like achieve these extraordinary things, which, you know, I say extraordinary, like that's relative. Like if someone says, I want to run, you know, a 5k, that's extraordinary to them if they hadn't done it before. I remember the first time I ran one and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Um, you know, if it's, if it's, that might not seem extraordinary to some people. Um, if, if it's extraordinary to them to actually begin having date nights, um, you know, that's awesome. If it's extraordinary to them to begin exercising again after they've had a, a kiddo, 
um, if it's extraordinary to them, um, you know, to feel like they're able to save up for a vacation. You know that now, and you're going to be like, "Hey, let me make sure you've got the right PTO. Let me make sure that we're like work, we're we're sharing workload as things are coming up. Are you getting closer? I want to make sure you get out there. Um, you know, what have you done to make sure that you've got coverage for, let's say, if they're getting away with just the two of them, and like, you know, they're leaving the kids behind or whatever. Or um, let's make sure you get some awesome recommendations for whatever it is. Like, it gives you a a space to begin to build um, that relationship in one's life. And, um, and begin to really just say, now, how are you moving closer? How are you moving closer? So um, it, it's just an awesome technique. I'm really excited to be, to be able to introduce this um, to you all. So that's our uh, thought for the week. That's it. We are at the end. You go run with that. Check out the vlog as well. If, you're a, if you love um, vlogs, check out the website. But I know that all of you are waking up every single day um, with this like mission to make a difference in the world, to just do something that's incredible. And I want to continuously bring forward different things that I've learned or that I've seen that work that are effective so that you're not spending your days just making it work. My name is Kristen Ebro. This is The Thought Revolution. Um, if you haven't yet, please leave a review. Let me know what you think, and we'll catch up with you with a, another session on personal effectiveness next week. See ya.